a warm welcome once more to the podcast Hearers of the Word, prepared and offered by Kieran O'Mahony. And this reflection is for the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 1 to 45, the story of the raising of Lazarus. Even if we don't know any Latin, usually we are familiar with the term Homo sapiens, that evolutionary stage of our species from which we are all descended. Sapiens points to knowing or understanding. Not everybody is happy with the term, and some cultural commentators have proposed a different one, Homo narrans, or storytelling man, as an alternative. The scripture readings in Lent have given us a mighty series of stories, starting on the first Sunday of Lent with Adam and Eve, and ending today with Mary, Martha and Lazarus. Part of the Adam and Eve mythology is the discovery of mortality, not just death, but awareness of death. The Lazarus story is a moving portrait of hope. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. The journey towards Easter is a journey of hope. We could ask, on what is our hope of resurrection founded? As often, a bit of history can help. Ancient Israelite religion was, in its day, a kind of oddity. For most of the biblical period, ancient Israelites believed in God and even in a robust relationship with God, but did not, it would seem, believe in life after death. That probably seems very strange to us, because we usually make a close link between faith in God and the possibility of life after death, but evidently they did not. Towards the end of the biblical period, an evolution took place. About 170 years before the birth of Jesus, belief in life after death emerged. The context was a very violent persecution of the Jews for their faith, perhaps the first in history. Some, as we read in the books of the Maccabees, were faithful to the point of death. They were martyrs. The question arose, how could God be faithful to those who had been faithful to him to the point of death if there was no life after death? And so from that time, we have the first evidence of belief in resurrection from the dead in the book of Daniel. By the time of Jesus, the teaching had become fairly widespread. Pharisees, such as Paul before his conversion, believed in the resurrection of the dead, as did Jesus himself. Not everyone was convinced. Luke tells a story in his Gospel about the Sadducees. Their argument was also in the form of a story. A woman in tragic circumstances married a sequence of seven brothers, all of whom died before the woman herself finally died. Whose wife would she be in the next life? Jesus' reply is worth quoting. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, when he speaks of the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is God not of the dead, but of the living, for to him all of them are alive.
we Christians have inherited this tradition. It is not too much to say that faith in the resurrection is a cornerstone of Christian doctrine and identity. Our greatest feast is Easter, not Christmas, and our journey through Lent is a spiritual Camino, a great season of grace, so we can celebrate Jesus risen with minds and hearts renewed. Such robust hope does not exclude realism. The long story of Mary, Martha and Lazarus portrays the tragedy of the human condition. We will recognise our own experience in a few phrases. So the sister sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And a few verses later, we read, When Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him and knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And also, Jesus began to weep. And finally, then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. Who has not felt like this at some point in their lives? At the heart of this Gospel reading is a spectacular advance in teaching. Our Christian conviction about the resurrection is not simply a doctrine, but a person. Differently put, it is not something we believe in, but someone in whom we place our trust. And part of the genius of the fourth gospel is that all religious truths are personal and relational. In our gospel reading we heard, I am the resurrection and the life, one of the seven great I am sentences in this gospel. The consequences for us all are spelled out by St. Paul in our second reading. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit who dwells in you. This teaching is a further deepening of what St. Paul said to the Corinthians. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Our human story could easily be one of bleakness. We are born to die, or as Samuel Beckett arrestingly expressed it, we are born astride the grave. But there is an alternative story, and this time the storyteller is God, the God of faithfulness and love who raised Jesus from the dead, for whom all of us are alive. And so we pray. Merciful God, you showed your glory to our fallen race by sending your Son to confound the powers of death. Call us forth from sin's dark tomb. Break the bonds which hold us, that we may believe and proclaim Christ, the cause of our freedom and the source of life, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you very much, everybody.